everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Teaching Miss G. I feel like I should start this episode by going like, how y'all doing? Have you guys seen that TikTok? I don't, you can't reply to me right now, but that's how I feel like I should start like, hey, how y'all doing? Um, because it's been a minute. It has. And that's my fault. I'll own up to it. I'll, I'll accept responsibility for that. It, it, it's my fault. I was absent. And I kind of ghosted you guys a little bit. And um, so I feel like I owe you an explanation. So <laughs> that's what I'm going to offer you right now is a little a little life update slash where the heck I've been for the last four months, why I haven't been doing the podcast for the last four months. Because I was really, I was in a good groove for a little bit. And then I fell right off of that groove. So... I'm going to offer the best explanation I can uh, I can give you right now, which is that I was overwhelmed. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I My last episode I checked, and I can't believe that it's actually been this long, but it was the end of February, um, which is a long time ago. So much has happened since then. But March was one of the most stressful months of my life, and I can explain to you why. So... I don't know if I've already explained this before, but I was certified to teach in New Jersey because that's where I went to school, and I had to have all my certifications transfer over to Massachusetts, which involved taking lots of tests, and it did. I got a license that's like a step below your initial license because in Massachusetts, you need to have something called an SEI endorsement. Um which basically it's sheltered English immersion and it means that you can accommodate English language learners in the classroom. Um, And you need this endorsement to teach in Massachusetts as a fully licensed initial teacher. Um, So because of the pandemic and everything, I didn't need it this year, but going into next year, applying for jobs, um, because I had a one-year contract this year, so Going into March, which is, like, peak internal hire season right before you start applying everywhere else, um, I wanted to have my endorsement so that I could be fully certified, um, so that I could feel better going into applying to as many places as I could. Um, So I took that class, and it wrecked me. It was very, very informational. It had a lot of great things that I actually do use in my classroom. Like, it was helpful. Don't get me wrong, it was great. Um, But it was a lot of work (laughs) on top of working already full-time. So I took that class, finished it, passed. Then it was prime time application interview season. Um, So got the job, which is great. I'm going to be a fourth grade teacher again next year at the same school. I am so excited. I really like the school. I really like the district. I love my co-teacher. She is awesome. Um, And I like have a mentor for next year who is an amazing teacher. I'm so excited to work with her again. Um, So like good things happening, but that was taking me through like the end of April, early May was around when I got hired. So focus was school, then focus was job. Um, And then I thought, you know, what would be a great idea if I 
got a second job for summer now. And so I decided to apply to be a cart girl um, at a golf course, which I probably won't be for the rest of the summer, but that's another story for another day. We're not going to get into too many updates on that. So some weeks I was picking up shifts on the weekend. So like there were some weeks where I was just working six day weeks. Um, what else? There was like report cards around that season too. And with all of that combined, it just kind of brought me through the end of the year. What little free time I had, I was using it to see people as opposed to sitting in my room and recording, which was, I don't regret that decision. I missed you guys, but um, I don't regret that decision. I needed to be around my friends and have time to hang out with my family now that it's summer and I have actual time off and all of those things are settled, like all my ducks are kind of in a row for next year, I can confidently try to recommit <laughs> to recording this podcast. Um, and again, I think I told you guys, like, I wanted this to be interviews and interacting with other people. It's kind of just going to be whatever it is right now. And so I hope you're ready to just go along with me because there's going to be a lot of more or oh, a lot of more words are hard. There's going to be a lot more of me sitting casually updating you on my life in my room. There might be more interviews throughout the summer. It really depends. This is a busy summer. I have lots of exciting things. I'm going to be in New Jersey for like half the summer because t three of my friends got engaged Two of them have engagement parties this summer, and then I'm seeing my college friends again because we're going to see these podcasters who I'm obsessed with, Girls Got Eat, um, and then I'm going down the Cape, and I'm taking, like, a one-week class for work because I have to, um, but, like, there's just lots of exciting things happening this summer, so I might be interviewing some of my friends. I might not and just be in the moment and enjoy that, so I haven't decided yet. I'll keep you updated. But for right now, you're just going to have to listen to me talk to myself in my room again. So, yeah, I had, that's kind of the updates that I had. Like, I was stressed. The reason I've been gone for so long is basically I was taking a course. I was stressed while taking it. And then I was stressed while I was trying to get a job. And then I got the job and I felt good. And then I got a second job. <laughs> and so I was stressed because I was working two jobs um, and then there's, like, report cards and all those fun things. So it just kind of took me into the summer, but now it is the summer, and I can kind of unwind, and this kind of leads into, not even kind of, this leads into our topic for today, which is, um, feeling burnt out, because this is my first official full week of summer, and I didn't realize that I was burnt out until I had some time off and I was like, oh, wow, I was going real fast all the time. So, um, basically, I was very stressed, didn't realize that that was burnout. <laughs> and this is something that a lot of people understand, can relate to, especially post-pandemic working now is going back to in-person, full speed ahead, give it your all. And it's kind of hard to draw that 
line of balance between what I would like to do and what has to get done. Um, so I was a little intrigued by this because I was like, am I burnt out or am I being dramatic? Because there's a difference. I am dramatic. I'll admit it. Okay. I'll, I'm self-aware enough to know that I'm dramatic sometimes, but I wanted to know if this was stress or burnout because they're different things. And sometimes I kind of use them interchangeably, but I didn't actually know the difference. So don't worry, homies. I did the research for you and we're going to learn the difference today. So first I want to talk about symptoms and signs that you are burnt the heck out. The first one is I want to define, well, before I even get into symptoms, I want to tell you what burnout actually is. The definition that, the medical definition of burnout is mental, physical, and emotional exhaustion caused by prolonged stress. So stress can lead to burnout, but they're not the same thing, which I thought was interesting. Um, so symptoms and some signs that you might be burnt out, um, is that you have no energy, you have a rundown immune system, so now that the mask bands are lifted, if you're starting to get the common cold, beware. Everything is either really dull to you or incredibly overwhelming, and there's no in-between. Like, you are either bored out of your mind by every single thing that you do, or you're overwhelmed by every single thing that you do. Um, nothing that you do seems like it has any value or makes a difference. Um, change in appetite and sleep. Detachment and isolating and procrastinating. So when I was reading about this, the thing is that struck me. And by struck me, I meant, I mean, like, had a little moment of, ooh, that's me a little bit. Um, was that everything is either dull or overwhelming. <laughs> so something for me is that when I am that stressed, like I, in the peak of me being stressed, I would say was when I was taking the class and applying for jobs because there was a little bit of crossover. I was finishing the course as jobs were opening up within my school. I was very stressed out about all of it because I had a lot of papers I had a lot of homework and research I needed to do. I also had to get my shit together so that I could be hired. So things like cover letters, resumes, portfolios, all of it. Um, so I was like, okay, <laughs> every small thing on top of what I already had to do. And by small thing, I mean like someone asking me if I could look something over or having to reply to an email, or like <laughs> trying to find time to exercise. All of those things felt very overwhelming to me. So that was one that stuck out to me. Another one was isolating and procrastinating. I won't lie to you. I had a lot of things to do and some of the time I just sat in my bed and was like, I don't want to do any of it. I can't do it. Not today. Just not. I, no. And <laughs> that happens to everybody. Like, we are human beings. There are going to be times where you just don't want to do what you have to get done. But it was procrastinating even 
things I enjoy doing or things that I knew I would feel better once I did. Um, so procrastinating things like I have kept up with my journal, throwback to the New Year's resolution episode. Um, I have been keeping up with that and it's something I enjoy because sometimes I look back, like, I feel like in your day-to-day life, you don't think that you're making that much progress. You don't think that you're, anything's changing. You're like, I'm a pretty average gal, you know? My life, not super exciting, but I can flip back to where I was three months ago. I did flip back to where I was three months ago and I was like, oh man, I was stressed. And now I'm a teacher in the summertime. Life is good. I feel like I'm a different person. I'm like kumbaya, burning incense. I'm not burning incense. I do have an oil diffuser though. Um, (laughs) But I feel like I don't know. There were so many things that as I read, I'm like, that probably shouldn't have bothered me as much as it did. And it's because I had other things going on. So any small thing on top of what I already had to do felt incredibly big and overwhelming. Um, so those, I just wanted to go, sorry, that turned into a little tangent, but I just wanted to point out that like, those were the symptoms that I noticed for myself. Um, but I'm sure like things like change in appetite or sleep. I know that I have friends who they either don't want to eat at all or completely overeat when they're feeling stressed. I know that I have friends where the first thing to happen is that they have no energy anymore or they can't sleep or, um, they have this like constant cold that won't go away until, whatever is stressing them out does. So I thought that it was very interesting Um, because not all of these symptoms are bound to happen when you're feeling burnt out. But if you can relate to one of those things, then chances are you might be on that track. You might be getting there. And we're trying to pump the brakes before we reach mental breakdown town. So I mentioned before Burnout and stress, I use them interchangeably. They are different things. Um, So what's the difference? Because that was what I was asking myself. Um, And the answer that Google gave me is that stress is when there's too much going on, but you feel like once you get whatever you have going on under control, then things will be fine. Burnout is feeling empty and devoid of motivation. So that is really kind of vague to me, but (laughs) basically stress is when there's a lot of external things going on and so you are feeling overwhelmed by the amount of things that need to get done or things that are maybe out of your control, maybe whatever. It's a lot of external things. Burnout is very internal. So burnout is not having the motivation to either do the things that are stressing you out or not having the motivation to do anything at all. So burnout is kind of when whatever has been stressing you out has gotten to you for so long that there is nothing left for you to give at the end of the day. Um, Us type A personality ladies, gals, guys and gals. Um, are way more prone to experiencing burnout, which I thought was interesting, but not surprising. Like, 
whenever I have a project, I get very dead set on finishing that before I start anything else, um, which is why it took me so long to start recording this because I had so many other things. I was like, I just need to do that first. I need to focus on that first, blah, 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 blah. Um, so it's that little like perfectionist tendency that you have that gnaws in the back of your brain that can lead to this type of burnout that I'm talking about. So now you're like, okay, Gabby, we get it. You're a little crazy and you were burnt out. And that's why you didn't pick up a microphone, talk into it for 20 minutes and put it on the internet. Yes. But now that we've talked about burnout versus stress, it affects type A people a little bit more, what burnout is. Now we can get into the fun part which is how you're going to deal with it. Because let's be honest, we can't just quit our jobs, pull a Mamma Mia, and go to Greece. I would love nothing more than to just abandon ship and go to Greece. But we can't. We can't. Society would crumble if it didn't have all of us lovely individuals holding it together. So we got to hold ourselves together too. And this is how the article that I can link for you guys if you want. This is, they offered a lot of suggestions. These are my five favorites. So here are some ways to deal when you feel yourself getting overwhelmed, when you're feeling that intense kind of stress for long periods of time and you're creeping towards burnout. This is how you at least pump the brakes. You might still get burnt out. We're all human, but like this is how you can pump the brakes on that. So the first one is turn to other people. Everybody hopefully has at least one good friend that you can call up, that you can hang out with, and that you can step away from whatever's stressing you out and talk to them. Like in the peak of, of my stress, there is one weekend in March and I, when I say I was stressed, I mean like could barely form sentences that weren't about work because I was so overwhelmed between work and the class. So Cassie and I were like, you know what? We're escaping for one weekend. We're not even going far because at this point there was still the statewide travel ban. So like if you left the state, you had to quarantine for a certain amount of time when you got back. I did not have the available sick days to do such <laughs> kind of quarantining. So I was like, you know what? We're going to stay in the state. We went to Northampton, Massachusetts, which was phenomenal. I cannot recommend it enough. And we just both said, we're not going to do work. We're going to drive to there together, stay in a little Airbnb where we planned one thing. We were like, we're going to go on a hike. Turns out we went to breakfast, ended up going to the Yankee Candle store, then we went go-karting, then we went on a hike, then we had a lovely dinner, and we returned home in 48 hours, maybe even less. I think it was like a 36-hour trip, and it was exactly what we both needed. Like, I can't tell you how much that one weekend not being either at school or at home, because that's kind of in this like peak of my stress, I was either at work or I was at home and that was it. There was no in between. So being able to get out of one of those two environments 
do something fun, not think about work, not think about the class I was taking, and just be free for 36 hours with one of my best friends who we didn't really talk about school or work or any of the things that were stressing us out. We just enjoyed the weekend. That helped so much I cannot explain to you. It is probably the push that got me through <laughs> April and May and June and those last few weeks of school. Um, the next thing that you can do, it is good to talk to your friends. Like, turning to other people, talking to friends, that's the first way to combat burnout, right? First way to avoid it is by being around your friends, being around your support system. That also means that step number two is limiting your contact with negative people. So what I mean by this, and what I think they meant by this, is everybody has their core support system. You have your great friends, your go-tos. You can talk to them about anything. They know what you're like when you're in a funk. They know that they can help pull you out of it, or sometimes you just need to muster through it. What I mean by negative people is not necessarily like evil people who you hate being around all the time. I mean, people who can't offer you the type of support or understanding that you need when you're that close to burnout. So I hope that makes sense. Like, everybody knows Debbie Downer, and it's okay. Sometimes that's just how they are. There's glass half full people and there's glass half empty people. If you are already in a place where the glass is looking pretty empty, do not surround yourself with more people who are thinking that way. It's really more of just like, try to be around people who are going to cheer you up, not people who are going to commiserate with you, because that can keep you in that funk. You know, like when you're burnt out, you're already lacking motivation, you're already having a tough time starting things. You don't want to be around other people who are going to commiserate with you and make you feel like, you know what, I'll just stay. I just won't do it today. You want people who are going to motivate you and people who are going to pull you out of it. Doesn't mean that they're bad people, just means not the people you need to be around at this point in time. Welcome them back in when you're in a better mindset, but not right now. The third thing that they said is to reframe your perspective, which is so cute and easy to say <laughs> and so, so hard to do. So in this article, they talked about focusing on the value of what you are doing each day. That is hard when you are stressed out and you're like, why am I even doing this? Because everybody has that moment. No matter how much you love your job, no matter how much you love the people that you're surrounded with, everybody has those moments where you're like, why am I even doing this? You know, this is asking you to remember why you are doing things or what value the things you're doing has. So in the peak of my class, I was, oh my God, so stressed out, didn't want to do any of my assignments, thought that it was stupid. It wasn't. It was a very valuable class and I learned a lot of great things that I actually use in my classroom. However, at that point in time, I was so overwhelmed. I was like, this is stupid. I don't want to do it. Why am I even doing this? Then 
I would have to remind myself that there is a much larger goal than just getting through this class. The reason I was taking this class was so that I could get a certification. That certification would get me a job, and I like my job, despite how stressful it was this year with remote teaching and then going to fully in person and then taking a class on top of it. Like, despite how stressful all that was, I really do like my job. And so the point that I had to keep reminding myself of every time I lost motivation to do my work for this class or I didn't want to look at my assignments or I didn't want to check my grades, anytime I was lacking motivation, I had to remind myself of the value of this course, which is getting me my initial license so that I can get a job that I really like. So <laughs> it was worth it. I can confidently say now that I'm happy I took it. If you asked me in March, I would have said that it was the worst decision of my life. It was not. I have made far worse decisions than that. But <laughs> reminding yourself why you are doing what you're doing even if you're not totally sure all the time. Like, sometimes it's as simple as, like, because I know I'll feel better once it's done. Like, that was the taking the class so I could get a job, so I could do the whatever. That's a very, like, long-term goal. And that's a big thing. Like, being fulfilled within your career, that's a big thing. It could be something as small as, I know I'll feel relieved once this is done. So... Reminding yourself why you are doing what you're doing, even if you're just doing it to get it done, <laughs> can help when you're feeling burnt out because it gives you a reason to get started. Because remember, stress is when there's lots of things overwhelming you. Burnout is when you just have no motivation to do anything. Like good, bad, fun, work-related, doesn't matter. You just don't want to do anything. So reminding yourself like, I'll just be relieved once it's over. That's a, it's better than nothing. Another thing it tells us to do, the fourth fun little tidbit to help deal with burnout, is to step away from whatever's stressing you out, which is, once again, much easier said than done. I have a very hard time with this, and I am the first person to admit it. I don't like walking away from something before it's done. And so stepping away in the middle of something that is stressing me out is very hard for me. Um, but this part of it was talking a lot about, like, taking a step back, taking care of yourself, and then going back to whatever needs to get done. Um, and implementing things that you want to do, even in times where there's a lot that you have to do. So, again... I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm a burnout expert. I didn't do that. I wish I did. <laughs> I wish when I was this stressed out that I stepped away more and prioritized, like, cooking. Because that's a big stress reliever for me. I enjoy cooking. I think it's fun. I'm starting to get kind of good at it. So prioritizing, like, making meals for fun because I know that's a stress reliever for me. I prioritized working out, but it wasn't as relieving as it should have been. I don't know if that's the best way to phrase it. Like, I prioritized working out as another thing that I had to do um, in my day because I was like, I'll feel better once I do it. But, <laughs> but I didn't always. 
And so things like reading, things like journaling, things like watching a funny TV special, things like FaceTiming your friends, like make time for those things is what they're saying. Because I think it is, I'm a hypocrite. I'm going to be fully transparent. I'm a hypocrite, but it's important to step away. Because no matter how important the task is, it is not worth your mental health. Which again, hypocrite. But it's also important to live your life. Like, as a type A person and as somebody who is coming fresh off of a burnout, (laughs) I forgot how important it is to make time to live your life while you are trying to achieve your goals. Like, like I said, I get very fixated on things and I, my hyper fixation was this course, this certification, this job. And I wasn't allowing myself to relax until all of those things were achieved. Am I proud of myself for getting all of them done? Yes, of course. In the future, do I want to do a better job of balancing while I achieve my goals? Yes. (laughs) Because there were, and granted, this is still in the middle of the pandemic. We had a little pandulce going on. Like, there were other external factors that were just completely out of my control that added to my stress and my burnout. But this is something that I personally am going to have to carry forward with me. When I get stressed out again, because it's bound to happen, um, to take steps back and prioritize living my life and spending time with family and cooking and reading and working out and doing all of those things because I enjoy them, not because I feel like they're on a checklist and I need to get them done. Um, Because that tends to be the mindset I slip into when I'm very stressed. So this is saying, if you are in that type of mindset, you need to step away so that you can have those reminders of why it is important (laughs) to take care of yourself. And you can have those reminders of, this is what life is like when things aren't as busy. Things will calm down again. Um, And then on to number five, the last thing that they suggest in this lovely article. Um, Well, they suggested way more than five things, but the last thing that I would like to talk about is um, setting boundaries. Woohoo! The most fun thing ever, especially when you're stressed. Um, (laughs) So setting boundaries can mean lots of things. It all boils down to knowing your limits. I'm still learning mine. Everybody is. Your limits are constantly changing and evolving as you are changing and evolving. Um, But setting boundaries as far as like how much time am I going to spend working on this? And that's not even a time management thing. I'm talking a boundary. Like I this year had very little boundaries when it came to work overpowering my free time in my life. Again, global pandemic, teacher, remote learning, hybrid learning, in-person learning, lots of changes happening, lots of pivoting. I didn't really have much say in the matter that work took over most of my life this year. But there were times when most teachers left at like 
3.30, 4 o'clock, and it's 7 o'clock and I'm still in the building. That happened a lot. <laughs> and I think that having stricter boundaries with myself and my work relationship would have significantly helped prevent the burnout that I experienced when I was taking this class. Um, and that goes also with personal things as well. So it's setting boundaries as far as whatever's stressing you out, limiting your exposure to that. You can't completely, like, work was stressing me out. I can't just not show up to work. I can't just be like, you know, I'm a little stressed out. I need to take a mental health week. Like, I can't do that. <laughs> but what you can do is say, I'm not going to stay past this time. Like, I'm not working overtime this week. I'm leaving at 3.30 every day. Whatever I need to get done has to get done by 3.30. And if it isn't done by 3.30, I'll figure it out the next day. And leaving and not touching work at home. Or if there is a certain relationship that is stressing you out saying you know what this person is important to me but I don't have the capacity to handle what's going on right now so I'm going to take a step back because I just need to reflect by myself for a little bit or I just need to prioritize myself a little bit doesn't mean I don't love this person just means I need to chill for a minute with myself um setting boundaries also are like I'm either going to or not going to exercise X amount of times this week. Like, boundaries can look different depending on what's stressing you out. So, setting them and sticking to them is much easier said than done. But it is an important part of preventing burnout, protecting your, like, I'm going to sound like a hippie, protecting your energy because you have to. Like, you only have so much energy. There's only so much coffee in the world before it stops your heart. Like, you have only so much time and energy. You have to be careful with how you spend it because you don't get time back. So, I personally think that setting boundaries is the most important out of all of these takeaways, like, you can hang out with your friends, you can stay away from negative people, you can remind yourself why you're doing all these things, you can take little breaks and step away, but all of those things also have to do with setting boundaries and sticking to them. And I think the hard part is not setting the boundary, but it's saying I'm going to stick to it even when it's hard. Things like holding yourself accountable for leaving at a certain time when you feel yourself getting overwhelmed and overworked. It's important to recognize what your boundaries are, what your limits are. Half of the battle is just being self-aware. Half of the battle is saying, what do I need? How can I enforce that in the most respectful way? Because boundaries are really just another form of self-care. It's just the part that's tough because it involves saying no to other people. Like, boundaries are hard. And the other thing, so those are the five suggestions they had. This is my, or not the five suggestions they had. If you read the article, there's lots of suggestions. Those were the five that I wanted to talk about. If I talked about every single one, this would be a three-hour episode. The last thing that I want to talk about is 
being kinder to yourself. Everybody is going to experience burnout at some point. Everyone's going to be very stressed at multiple points in their life. It is a very normal and human thing to experience this. So this isn't a how to never feel burnt out again. This is when that happens, because it will, because you are human, how can you be kinder to yourself? Because this is not the first time in my life that I've ever been burnt out, but this is the first time in my life that as I was going through it, I was making an active effort to be kind to myself. And that's why... Was it still stressful? Did I get still feel burnt out? Absolutely. Um, but is it much easier to recover from this kind of burnout? Yes. Because at the end of the day, you have one life. And this is going to sound so cliche, but you have to be nice to yourself. You're the only person who's always going to be in your corner. So you've got to be nice to yourself. And so even when you're stressed out and even when you're worried about accomplishing your goals, this is really me. I'm talking to me. You might not feel this way. I might just be crazy. But like, I have to remind myself sometimes that they're even on the road to getting all the things I want. It doesn't have to be this like nose down, grind, no fun, hyper focused, like, I don't know. Have you guys heard of the 75 hard? All I can think of is this man being like, you have to push yourself as hard as you can. Like, there's all these motivational speakers. And don't get me wrong, there are, there is value in what they are saying, okay? But there are all these motivational speakers, and all they talk about is like, you need to push yourself harder, and if you don't accomplish it, it's because you're not trying hard enough, and blah, 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 blah. And all that has ever done for me is made me feel like shit, when people are like, you would have that if you worked harder. I'm like, I'm busting my ass. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> you know? And so what works for me, that works for some people. Having like a voice in the back of your head screaming at you that you're not good enough, that works for some people. That doesn't work for me. It just makes me sad. So what does work for me and why I am going on this little tangent now, what works for me is being kinder to myself. I'm already very good at being hard on myself. I don't need a poster saying get up and do better because I literally wake up saying that to myself every single day, not meaning to. It's just anxiety. So like <laughs> I don't need more reinforcement that I'm not good enough. What I need when I'm feeling burnt out and when I'm feeling tired and when I'm feeling like I don't want to do anything is that little reminder that it is okay to take a break. It is okay to not accomplish things overnight. It is okay if it takes you a little bit longer to get to where you want to go so long as you get there. Like those are all the kinds of messages that I personally do better with. Because when I am that stressed out, chances are I'm already being hard on myself. Listening to a podcast where a grown man yells at me and says that I need to do more just awakens the raging feminist in me and makes me want to throw whatever device I'm listening to it on out the window. Like, does not motivate me whatsoever. 
just makes me want to punch whoever's talking. I don't think that every single thing needs to be about accomplishing more, doing more. Sometimes you're doing more than enough and you just need to slow down. I don't know if I'm making any sense, but basically when it comes to that feeling of being overwhelmed and burnt out and not knowing what to do next and not knowing if there is a right step or whatever, the important thing is to just take a step, even if it's to the side to relax for a little bit, just take a step. Like forward, backward, doesn't really matter. You're still going to get where you want to go. You just need to rest for a second and that's okay. Um, And I think that that's, yeah, that's what this episode is really about. Give yourself a breather. Give yourself a break. Everybody gets burnt out. Everybody gets overwhelmed. Everybody is stressed sometimes. Like, it's okay. Give yourself a break. You can't always take a vacation and have that fix it. Um, But if you do, I highly recommend Northampton, Massachusetts. (laughs) It was a lovely 36-hour getaway. And if you can't get away, like physically get away, then just do something you enjoy. And remember to continue doing things you enjoy even when you are working hard, which again is so much easier said than done. Like you have so little time when you're that stressed out, but prioritize yourself. No one is going to make time for you. No one else is going to do that for you. You have to prioritize yourself. Um, so yeah, I hope that was helpful. I'm sorry I was gone for so long. I really just was a little, little overwhelmed, a little burnt out, but now I'm back. I needed a little time to focus on my class, focus on my job, and now I can focus on you guys again because it's summer. All right, now before I leave you guys... Um, because I missed you so dearly. I'm going to give you some bonus content into my life. So I have nothing bad going on right now. Like, I won't lie to you. I'm very content with where I am. I'm on the down slope from that burnout. Like, I don't know if that's, or the upslope. I don't know. I'm coming off of a burnout, right? So I was like stressed out all the time. Didn't have time to enjoy the things that I wanted to enjoy now I'm one week into summer break. I've read two books, which by the way, read The Last Thing He Told Me. It's a mystery. It is so freaking good. I finished it within three days because I physically could not put it down. It is awesome. Um, But yeah, like I've been reading. I've been cooking. I've been working out. Like I've been doing all the things that I didn't have time to do. So now I'm feeling zen and I'm feeling good, except for the fact that I was panicked because when things go too good, I get worried it's gonna stop. When you have that feeling, or maybe I'm just crazy and other people don't feel that way when things are going good, but I'm always like, is a piano about to fall on my head or should I buy a scratch ticket? Like, which one is it? Because things have been suspiciously good in my life lately, you know? Like, things, I have no complaints. So I suggest you go to a psychic because I did. And all she did was confirm that things are going well (laughs) and that I should not worry. She was like, yeah, first of all, you're going to live a long, happy life. You're going to get married. You're going to have three kids. I was like, bless. And then she said that there were going to be two boys, one girl, which is a perfect ratio. 
then she was like, yeah, there's like no sickness around you, no death around you. I don't see any tragedies around you anytime soon. Like things are going well, like, and things are going to go well for a little while. So I was like, yes, I'm going to buy a scratch ticket. The reason why psychics are great, whether or not what they say happens, it just keeps you on your toes. If you have my brain, which needs something to fixate on, go see a psychic. They will give you many things to fixate on so that you don't hyperfixate on the wrong thing. I also, TikTok has convinced me that I have ADHD. That might be a whole other podcast episode I might self-diagnose. But, um, yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, go see a psychic. Don't be around negative people and set boundaries. I'll see you guys in two weeks. I don't know if that's how I should end this. Oh, wait, I was gonna do... All right, guys, this is going to be a longer episode than I anticipated, but there was something that I thought of a long time ago, and then because I haven't recorded an episode for a long time, I haven't been able to implement it. So, all right, so this is an idea that I had maybe in April or May. And I was like, oh, I'm going to record an episode this week and then I'll start it. And then I never did. So something I want to start either at the beginning or end of episodes, I'm going to throw it at the end this time because I completely forgot about it until now, is I want to start giving my song suggestions because I, like every week, find a new song or a new couple songs that I just listen to over and over and over again. And they're either like reflecting the type of mood that I'm in or they're just really catchy and I want to share them with you. Um, so I'm going to start a playlist of Gab's greatest hits and these are going to be the songs that I suggest in my podcast that I've been like repeating in my earbuds for the last two weeks until I get in front of a microphone again. So one that I need, like, first of all, everybody should just listen to Doja Cat's whole new album listen to the whole thing, but especially listen to Payday featuring Young Thug. Like, that song, I don't know why, I just want it played at my wedding. Like, I listen to it and it, I, I don't know, like, there's something about the way she says, I can't believe I got what I want in my whole life, where I'm like, pop off. Yes, as you should, as you should. So, Payday by Doja Cat from her new album. Um, Martin and Gina by Polo G. That song is just catchy. Like, it's two minutes long. It's really, like, it's not anything groundbreaking. It's just a catchy tune. Like, if you need something to bop along to while you're on the treadmill or you need something to listen to while you're getting ready, put on that song. It will make you feel incredible. It's just a feel-good song. Um, and then one song that is just very, like, cute, and I love it so much, is Begin Again by Adam Melkor. I don't know if I'm saying it right. M-E-L-C-H-O-R. It's his single, Begin Again, and it is the cutest. It's a very different vibe from the other two songs, but it is the cutest stinking song. It's basically just, um, like, I love 
songs for many reasons. Like, I fixate on different songs for different reasons. The reason why I love this song is just because of the line. He goes, you said, all good things must come to an end, but tell me that they begin again. So, like, it's a song where he's talking to his ex-girlfriend and he's trying to win her back and it's just really cute. So... Yeah, those are the songs I've been listening to. Two of them make you feel like a baddie, and one of them is just, like, brings out your inner softy. Um, and I think that you need to have balance. You need to have your baddie and your softy. You need to give both of them airtime. So, <laughs> I have successfully ranted for almost an hour now. So, I'm going to cut this down so that you don't have to listen to all of my unsolicited thoughts, just some of them. <sighs> I'm trying to think. I also, like, I think I was nervous in the beginning. Like, I think I'm going to listen back to this, and the beginning, my voice will sound very different from the end, because I was really, I was nervous sitting down again, even though it's just in my room with me, myself, and my microphone, but, like, I was a little, I had a little stage fright. Anyways, I love you guys and I missed you and I'm so excited to be doing this again. Let me know if there is anything specific you would like me to research and talk about. I think my next episode is going to be me either researching something else like burnout and talking about it, but also I kind of want to do a little mini series talking about some things I don't know. Let me know what you think, but I want to do a mini-series on figuring out finances in your 20s because um, I've been reading a couple books and I want to share my thoughts, maybe have some of my finance homies correct me before I make any giant fiscal mistakes. That That's more for my benefit than anyone else's. But anyways, I digress. Be well, have a wonderful two weeks, and I will see you guys soon. Bye!